ate dust. I just fucking ate dust. Oh my god. You ate dust? Yeah, I just ate dust. Okay, well, this is what we're gonna start the podcast with. I ate fucking dust, okay? <laughs> oh, it tastes so fucking bad. Oh, because I was cleaning my microphone. Like, I was, I was cleaning the silicon, like, on it. Like, it has, like, these little silicon parts. So I, like, licked my tongue, and I was like, okay, can I get some wet going? You know, to get some wet going, so I'm to get the dust off. How do you do these things, Phil? And You're then, the only person on Earth I know who could do that. <laughs> and then, then I got dust on my tongue, because I forgot to, like, wipe it in between passes. So now I got dust on my tongue. You fuck- were you licking your microphone? No, I wasn't licking my I'm, like, uh, putting spit on my finger, because there's these little, like, silicon bits on the- on the shock oh mount. Oh my god. Oh my god. And I was god. like, oh, I gotta- I gotta clean that off, because it looks bad, and- Phil, why know. do you do these things? I don't why know do why you... I do these things. <laughs> I, I'm simultaneously, a, like, a, a pretty smart and also extremely dumb man. You are- you are, like, the personification of the Dunning-Kruger effect, I will I say. am, like, I- and so, like, you know, I, I- I might one day go for my master's in something smart, and then- but all the while I'll be, like, doing dumb shit. <laughs> So it's it's really, God was like, we gotta balance him out somehow. He's gonna be smart, but he's gonna be real fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. That's that's God nerfing you. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I, if I was smart and not dumb, then that would be terrifying. Man, we are we were very uncreative with our uh, our um, online usernames today. We have PT Barnum's bitch and Craigged up. Craigged up. <laughs> Craigged up. Get Craigged up. It's like those dudes in the 80s who were like, get Jesus'd up, you know? <laughs> Can you imagine being P.T. Barnum's bitch? I'm I'm P.T. Barnum's bitch every day. Dude, you remember, like, that fucking, um, I don't remember, this is an old episode we did, but I remember that I forced the three of you to do, like, a role play that happened in, like, 1896, where, like, Jackal was, like, an aristocrat, and you were, like some like i don't know crazy guy who escapes from an asylum and you were essentially josiah's slave oh god And like josiah would play the organ (laughs) like he was an organ grinder who'd force you to dance why did we do that that was so f***ed up (laughs) do you remember this i do remember that i I, man i really fucking remember that that's great (laughs) Honestly, who doesn't love a good slavery, I guess? <laughs> not not P.T. Barnum. Fucking 1896 Josiah just, like, enslaving an, an, an insane Phil and forcing him to dance. Dance, monkey, dance. Dance, monkey, dance. Josiah, you can delete all of this. This sucks. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Christianity. Ugh, Christianity great, um, people online bad. People online very bad. You'd, like, man, if, like, if Christianity online, like, reflected, like, Christianity IRL, like, I don't know, like, I guess, like, all denominations would just be Hillsong. If you yeah, not it. only that, but we'd also have done, like, 20 more Inquisitions, each one of us. Oh, yeah. You mean <laughs> an inquisition for, like, every denomination? Yeah, like a, a cross-denominational inquisition. <laughs> it's just so stupid, man. Like, not that, not because everybody knows, yes, yes, Catholic discourse, yes, yes, mm, must, mm, must live in the, live in the square, eat the, eat the ca- Catholic discourse, engage with the, the trad who says, uh, women should, should lick his balls 24-7. Uh, okay. But? But, uh, the, no, don't listen to them. They're, they're just crazy. No, I, I think, like, Catholic discourse is also just most prevalent, um, because we're the biggest denomination, probably. Yeah, it's sad because, like, you guys are, the, like, the biggest and the oldest, so it just means that, like, absolute cretins are just, like, the 1% and then like the but they'll immediately come out and go like oh yeah we need oh more my hitler god. oh my god guys we need more hitler i can't believe she's not wearing a veil to church um, she's such a why whore. don't i have like uh, why don't i have a sweet sexy wife with absolute boulders for tits who also will have my 20 children i just 
but she oh can't my work. God. Oh my She's god. She's not wearing a dress to mass that covers her knees. Oh my god, what a fucking bitch. I'm only doing this for you, Josiah. I hope you know that. <laughs> this reference is flying to... over Phil's head. It is flying over my head. I, I'm, Although... I'm, I'm, I'm doing an impersonation of Dasha Nekrasova. Oh, that's... Wait, that's what Dasha sounds? I've never heard... You know what? I So, fun fact about me. I've only played Disco Elysium The Final Cut, which... It's funny because there's a very important character who is voiced by Dasha... But, like, the new voice actor is, first off, 20 times better, I assume. And second, I also just, like, cannot imagine hearing her voice. It sounds like... I, f I feel like I'd have an aneurysm if I did. It's like the, the realization of... It it's like death personified. It's, it's like when they open the fucking, like, Ark of the Covenant in the first Indiana jo Jones movie and their faces melt off. That, like, if I finally heard Dasha's voice, my face would melt off. Yeah. People need to just, like, I don't know. The fact that Dasha became a weird, like, kind of conservative Catholic. That, but that is literally because she spent too much time on Twitter. Like, it maybe, was I, maybe yeah. there was a, like, there's a cultural thing there, too, because from what I understand, she became an Eastern Catholic. Oh. So, that's, that's the interesting intersection here. I don't know how it adds up. Anyway, welcome to Mammonburg, everybody, and cue music. But it's over and over, oh, oh no, oh, oh, oh no, I got school right on the women's act, but it's over and over, oh, oh no, oh, oh, oh no, I got school right on the women's act, Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mammonburg. We have a very special episode in that everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. In that, uh, I was not. Josiah's dead. Josiah's so fucking dead. Oh my god, I can't believe Josiah died. Yep, it's true. Josiah did die. He, just like every Iowan, uh, he drowned in a lake of butter. It was horrible. It was terrible. It, like and all the winged Dick Cheneys that like circle around his head just dragged him down. They were so mad. He didn't there, say a slur. There's just like a there's a head Dick Cheney who's dressed like the Wicked Witch of the West, and he the, he's just like he's just like crowd him, my pretties, I'll, while I ready my rifle to to shoot him as an accident. <laughs> Then, yes, like, you know. but anyway, yeah, so unfortunately, uh, Jackal could not be on, and neither could Josiah, uh, so it's just me and Phil, and since we are not ready yet for our formal episode discussing the book Cultish and the linguistics of cult-like behavior and Christian nationalism, we're just gonna be shooting the shit this episode. It's just gonna be oh, me yeah. and Phil talking about Jesus. I, I am your host, Jesus. Finch a.k.a. Finchawar on Twitter.com, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Philip. Uh, fun fact about me, uh, I forgot to eat food most of the day, so I just gave myself a really bad headache, and then I just, like, ate 1,700 calories worth of McDonald's and felt better. After, like, oh, having, a, like, a caloric intake of, like, nearly zero all why today. Why do you do this to yourself? It's, I it's, it's, I have a disease, I have a problem, it's called... It's like, okay, so it's like you have ADHD, but you're, you're, thankfully you're medicated. So, yeah. It, it, so for me, it's just like, oh, yeah. So I, this morning, I went to go meet up my sister and my niece so I could like hang out with them. So I was like, oh, man, I don't have time. I, I grabbed like a 250 calorie like bar, like breakfast bar that I keep in the cupboard. One single one. I get like a nitro cold brew at Starbucks. Then, then, then like I ate like a bag of goldfish, which at max is like maybe 300 calories on a good day after like all the running around. So then I was like, then I did a lot of manual labor in the spare room. And then I was like, by the by the time I was finished, I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel delirious. What's up with that? And my wife was like, what'd you eat today? I'm just sitting there and just like, fuck, I didn't eat anything. Hey, really? Hey, hey Phil, look at what Josiah is playing. Josiah, is he playing some shit? Look sick, what he's playing. That is it. Rimworld. I fuck. If it's fucking Rimworld, leave this in. Yeah, it's Rimworld. It's fucking Rimworld. I knew it was Rimworld. <laughs> he's playing Rimworld. 
Oh, he can play with fake people, but he can't play with- he can't talk with real people right Phil, now. he's sick! Keep this, in the, keep this in the fucking episode, you coward. Keep this in the fucking episode. <laughs> he's playing fucking RimWorld. He's playing fucking RimWorld, why? Well, I was, like, thinking of your earlier point of, like, like an interdenominational inquisition. Can you imagine an inquisition that was conducted by the Barthians? Oh my god, like, Barthquisition? God, that would- would that, like, be, like, scorched earth? Like, just anything with lace? Oh my god, they're just, like, they'll take an axe to anybody who twitches weird. We love you, Barth bros. Thank you for listening to our podcast. <laughs> I love- yeah, Barth is so good, man. I love it when he- he says orthodoxy is good. I- I also like it when Barth says that. Me too. Yeah. It's, he's so- he's so Barthian. <laughs> I mean, that is so- yes, Barth is very Barthian. And I wonder where he got it from, you know? He was- he was a Barthian, but he also invented Barth- Barth- Barth thought. What's up with that? Um... So, yeah, you... was there some platonic ideal of the Bart out there? You know, just floating around in the ether, like you know. I actually don't know as much about Bart as I should, which is very sad because everybody is incredibly deranged about him. Uh, let's see. Okay, he was reformed, so certainly not my playing field. I'm not. I'm not especially reformed, despite being an Episcopalian. Uh, but he's also, it says here, his tradition was also neo-orthodoxy and a confessing church. Yeah, he was interesting. I think he he was like, in light of a lot of liberals who were like, yeah, man, what if God was fake? Uh, he was but, like, no, nah, but God's real. No, 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 but listen to this. The confessing church was a movement within German Protestantism during Nazi Germany that arose in opposition to government-sponsored efforts to unify all Protestant churches into a single pro-Nazi German evangelical church. Right, which was a far-right Lutheran church. So glad I'm not a Lutheran anymore, side note. <laughs> They're not all LCMS. The Lutheran church I went to that you got yeah, married in. Most of them lovely. are normal. Most of most of them are normal. The pastor you met, not that I want to dox myself, our family pastor, those of us who are still Lutheran, is like a very normal and sensible person with like good theological ideas. She's like very orthodox and very normal and never says anything weird. Which is very funny because like some I, I would sometimes bring up like a weird esoteric thing to her and she's like, never heard of it. And I was like, oh my god, you're so normal. I'm so happy. I know. I, I'm still so mad at you for one thing you did. Wait, with what did regards I do? To that pro- you made me look like a jackass in front of her, dude. Oh, is it oh I'm so sorry. I was like I was like, Phil, are you gonna you're gonna tell her that I'm a Catholic so I can't receive in the Lutheran Church, right? And then you did not do that, and then I had to explain to her and I was like, Reverend, I respect you and I respect your ordination, but I can't do Right, because like you you can only receive sacraments in a Catholic church. Yeah, and or the Orthodox Church, yeah. But I felt wait, you I guys felt can, sad. You guys can wait. You guys can receive sacraments in the Orthodox? I yes. I mean I that makes sense, since, like, Orthodox people are technically, since you guys schismed from the same church, it's, you know, it makes sense. Right. But then, yeah, but I just felt like a dick saying that. No, I'm sure she got it. I, she's probably dealt with Catholics before. <laughs> dealt with Catholics before? <laughs> dealt with Catholics before. She She's pretty ecumenical. You she know you know what other Lutheran dealt with Catholics before, Phil? Oh my god, yeah, yes, Hitler, it was Hitler. Yeah, I, I was gonna right. say Martin Luther, but sh- oh my fucking god! Yeah, I mean, who is to say not both of them it... dealt with Catholics? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that Hitler was uh, Lutheran. I think he was, from what Some I understand, he was pagan. from a Catholic family, but I don't think he believed in any Christianity no. towards the. No, he thought it was weak and terrible. Yeah, just like most weird Nazi fucks. You want to hear something weird? I learned about hitler yes um i'm i'm repeating this from memory so forgive me i remember that he at one point well one he freaked out mussolini oh yeah i love that something about aryan spirits being in his body or something like that oh yeah he was possessed by like an ancient aryan demon and then like mussolini who was an atheist just looked really confused yes 
He was just like, what? Uh, yeah, he was like, what, what? I, I feel, I believe the, the quote, um, Mussolini said is, I can, I feel physically dizzy. I feel physically this. dizzy. Um, I do know he, Hitler tried some esoteric practices, or at least, like, that's what I've read. I can't I think, believe like, he Hitler, tried to. Himmler tried to push that on him, and, oh, like, he was, my. like, he was, like, using mandrake root and stuff like that. He tried to regrow his second testicle. Well, I think it was more like trying to win the war that he was very obviously losing. But yeah, sure. Let's go with that. That's like a personal war, though, Finch. You know what I mean? Like, when you've only got a single ball, you know, every day is a battle. Right. Right. I wouldn't know, but I suppose so. I suppose I suppose it's true. Oh, I still sorry. have the taste of dust in my mouth. I'm so sorry. I, I oh can't. My God, it Phil. won't go away. What if I squirt compressed air in my tongue? Will that make well, just the dust go just away? get some Coca Cola or something? Just get some Coca. You said <laughs> you, said... you said that like a mom, like just like a like a mom from like the sixties is like just drink some Coca Cola or something. Just drink some Coca Cola. Just drink some Coca-Cola. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but that sounds like a 60s mom thing to say. Yeah. Fucking, fucking Jackal and Josiah, dude. Two, guy, but- two, two guys with J names that are on my shit list right now. But the third, the third guy with a J name, he's my fucking homie. He's my, he's my personal lord and savior, Finch. Oh, yeah. You're right. It's, it's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus of Nazareth. We love to yeah, see it. The I don't know. What do you? Baby. What do you want to talk about? Since we're just doing a filler know. episode, because Josiah demands us. Josiah demands, demands this of us week by week. I don't know. Well, uh, can, do you want to talk about how, like, actually having a, like good religious faith has, has made us weather the storm of dumb Twitter bullshit? I, I yeah. don't know. I feel like that's important. I'm sorry. I zoned out for half a second just because everybody is now freaking out at the Martin Scorsese tweet that I retweeted. I know. See, this is so, it's so stupid. I, I'm excited. Everybody is freaking out um, because that one guy said that Mel Gibson was the only notable Catholic oh, filmmaker. Oh, I uh, hate. I hate Mel Gibson. Everybody should hate Mel Gibson. Wasn't he an evangelical? Am I, am I, am I crazy? I, I, I thought he was an evangelical. I, you know what? No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, The Passion of the Christ was something that Yeah, it's like an, e- it's an evangelical evan- movie. Yeah, kind but of. I don't know if he was evangelical when he made it. Uh, I mean, he was M- he, Oh, yeah, he was- Okay, so he grew up Catholic. He, he's Oh, okay. Good. That's so weird. But then, okay, just, so even- evangelicals were using that yeah he does film. not seem like a catholic at all he is very yeah he was raised as a set of ink oh no he was what oh my no god way. no he's a set of anchorist no, uh, no you're you're fucking with me no it's real no my god it's real oh my god that explains so much let me let me see no i don't i don't believe you i don't believe you Today. Oh my god! He You're was right. raised. Yeah, he was raised set of Ancadist. Oh my god, it makes so much sense. This makes so much. Yeah, no, it does. It does. Uh, he is in schism with the church. That's the thing that, like, we need to stop letting set of Ancadists uh, use the Catholic label. Because it's literally, for me, I don't know if it's like you, the same for everybody else, but for me, it's like the just, equivalent of use, letting the Branch Davidians use the Seventh Day Adventist label. Yeah, like you're like a cult. It's, it's it's a schism. It's like if I don't know. It's like if like I don't know Methodists caused them like called themselves Anglicans mm-hmm. because like you know the the, the founder well, like Wesley Methodists was an aren't Anglican. Cultish. They're not like violent. They're not cultish. But you know, I know what you mean. Like, because if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. If I'm not mistaken, the the set of Anchorists to you, they are like a weird schismatic cult. Yes. Because they they believe in a bunch of weird, esoteric, stupid bullshit that allows them to like deny the sitting pope. Oh yeah, and they and they use very cultish language, which will be in the next episode. Please turn tune in next week for our discussion on cultish. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> but I anyway. feel like a I feel like having a pretty like rock solid faith in Jesus. Has like both rock, br- like I feel like it's brought me back from the brink of like 
truly taking weird Twitter bullshit seriously and then just like having a just like stepping away from it for a day and being like, you know what? I can be normal. I can believe in normal things that are not like driven by crazy bullshit on the internet. It can happen. It can even happen for you. Karl Barth was a Swiss reformed theologian. Barth is best known for his commentary, the Epistle to the Romans, his involvement in the Confessing Church, including his authorship, except for a single phrase, of the Barman Declaration, 2, 3, and especially his unfinished multi-volume Theological Summa, The Church Dogmatics, 4, published between 1932 to 1967. 5, 6, Barth's influence expanded well beyond the academic realm to mainstream culture leading him to be featured on the cover of Time on 20 April 1962, 7. Let's, um, let's make a character right now, Phil. I want to do let's an exercise. Let's, let's make, make a dude. Let's make a dude. So uh, what's, Johnny what's McNormal. Johnny he McNormal. is a Methodist uh, Christian who goes to a country club in northern uh, New Hampshire every Sunday after church. To golf nine holes and has no idea what a set of contest is. Wow, there! Oh, wow! That was another hole right there. Did you see that? that? Another. I did see that, did Johnny. You see that? Oh my God! You know. I love. I love being a mainliner. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go home to my wife and have God honoring sex and also, uh, just. Just be nor say my nightly prayers, which is the Lord's Prayer, and uh, just uh, go to sleep directly after having a small cup of gin, and then it's gonna be. Then I'll do the do it all again tomorrow. Well, that's just well, Johnny. I think I'm gonna do the same thing with and my beautiful like... wife, and then read the Bible to my eight children in our suburban white picket fence house. I'm glad like, we don't use Twitter.com. <laughs> I'm so glad we don't use Twitter.com, am I right, folks? And then just like, he opens, his wife is like, no, 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 but it's actually, it's actually a good app. And then he opens it and he's just like, oh, my, my, my lord, my, he has like a Hank Hill <laughs> moment where he's like, where like in every King of the Hill episode, Hank is exposed to the thing that yeah. like he, he hates. And that like immediately sends him on like a like a cr- identity crisis, and he goes like, "Boo, boo, boo!" He's just like suddenly aware that like uh, like people have sex before marriage, and then he's like, "Boo, boo, 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 Peggy!" Please laugh at this podcast. We work please, so hard. Please laugh. I have a head. I still have a headache. The Tylenol's finally working, though. Mm. Oh my god! I, I wish d- like none of my dopamine receptors were fried. It's so sad though, because like you were like you were like, oh my god, am I am I just gonna like not be religious anymore? Am I not gonna be Catholic? And then you were like, wait, 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 wait. I'm normal. I'm fucking normal. All these fuckers, they're not normal. And then you're just like, it. it you have like this awakening where you're like, oh my god. I'm normal. I believe normal things. I can believe normal things. And then, like, everybody on Twitter's like, no, 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 you need to, like, I don't know. You you need to engage with me. You need to. I promise. I, need, the, to, like, I need to go on another, like, 20, 20 minute, like, but, 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 absolute posting spree. Okay, but, like, isn't that just how Twitter was built anyway? Like, it is a machine designed to make you angry, right? Because it cultivates echo chambers in, like, this like, for you Twitter function that Elon put in or whatever, like, that is designed to put, like, t- uh, tweets in your face that, like, make you angry so that oh, yeah. you engage with them. And the like, worst it, part it's is a bullying Musk is leaning into it. Like, I hate to quote Thought Slime here, but it is, like, just a toxic, like, Shout dog Shout out to engine. Thought Slime. You know, Thought Slime rocks. I, I am a... Mildred, just, just keep trucking along. There's some diamonds in the rough. There's some, um, but diamonds anyway, in the rough. Uh, but I mean that, like, I, I, I do think that Twitter is a land of pure id. You know what the id is, right, Phil? Oh, listen, I, do the I id, know the what ego the id and the is? Super ego. Oh, so yeah. You got the super ego is your high morality. The the ego, which is well, like the, your normal. The id is your self. primality, the, right? Right. Like the your id is your primal base. primality. It's your carnal desire. 
It's your like knee-jerk reaction to something, right? Oh, it's yeah. your 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 sense of indulgence, and you want to indulge in that anger. And like nobody's gonna stop you from doing that on Twitter.com, right? You don't need to have tact on Twitter. You can just say whatever you want to say. You can just kick somebody just in the face evil. as hard as you can, and you will not have consequences for it. And I think that is how like a lot of this discourse like really boils over. Like you can take somebody somebody's opinion and as bad faith away as possible and then you can just dogpile them and you can get your followers to dogpile it really is like, kind it's, of a it, mass and it just, it, simulator it, right it's a cycle it just happens over and over again it is the machine of suffering it is and then now and you have elon who is not moderating this shit that is making twitter a hub for the right i mean you know um things that christians can do on twitter.com to be holy leave as soon as Blue Sky gets online and, you know, is actually a functioning website, I, I don't know if I'm going to stay on Twitter. I might, I I'm probably will never deactivate my account, but I probably will delete the app. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe we'll just, just it's lock so an bad. archive. It's just so bad, I'd rather just migrate to the other website. And just, like, the way that the far right is now using Twitter to broadcast their bullshit. Oh, it's like, bad. I don't know, it's, it's scary, it's bad, it's toxic. You know, I, I just, I see so many of my fellow Catholics and, like, even, like, my my fr- my Anglican friends and, like, f- um, Orthodox friends and, like, just fellow Christian friends who are just so demoralized because they just have so many of these hateful Christians just dogpiling them in the comments all the time. Th- these people who just, like, kind of just decide to use God as this cudgel to beat people with. And oh, I know exactly. No what consequences you mean. for doing that. And I mean, it, like, you know what it is? It's it's like a it's like a new evangelicalism almost. Explain. It's like imagine like do you remember the behavior that like white evangelicals engaged in in like the early like two thousands like late nineties? Oh yeah. They're doing that, but it's now it's become like cross denominational and like intrinsically tied to like trad behavior. It's specifically people who adhere to, like, kind of, like, neo-trad bullshit where you're like, oh, wow. Like, to be honest, as an Anglican, I would describe myself as a bit of a traditionalist, I guess. Like, I just like traditional aspects of the faith. But that doesn't mean, like, dude, I just love oppressing women. Like, that that's not tradition. That's ju- That's not a religious tradition. That's just being a conservative asshole. And it sucks that, like... The idea of tradition is now intrinsically linked with, like, being a conservative freak. Like, it, it's, like, now being, quote-unquote, a traditional Catholic. Like, Finch, I would describe you as, a, like, a traditional Catholic because you, you literally, you believe in Catholicism and, like, engage with historic modes of the faith. But, like, that's not what being a traditional Catholic even means anymore. Now it's, like, some, like, weird, freakish, like, nonsense behavior that isn't even, like, traditional. It's it's not even, like, in continuity with the Christian religion. It's just, like, a bunch of weird, esoteric bullshit. Right. Well, I mean, like, because I'm not, in modern standards, a traditional Catholic, because I ascribe to Vatican II. Yeah, but that, but what I mean is that, like, the word has become so, like, meaningless and dumb. Like, right. you know, being a trad nowadays is like, if I said, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm a traditional Anglican, like I like traditional modes of like Anglicanism, people would be like, well, what, that you like killing and divorcing your wives? I think there is. Okay. Would you like <laughs> okay. to hear my theory on this? That, that was a joke. But yes, I would like to hear your theory. Um, and I will expand upon this next week when we go through cultish. I hope that my co-hosts will either read or listen to it, Josiah. I am halfway through the audiobook right now. Thank you very much. But this is related to next week's episode on cultish. I think that what we are seeing right now with the Tradcath and Orthodox movement, or the Orthobro movement, sorry, Orthodox listeners, um, so is we are seeing the result of every organized religion essentially having the ball and fumbling it. Um, oh, we are yeah. seeing a, uh, a lack of trust in established religions, and we are now seeing not only, like, cult-like self-help, you know, groups that are like, I don't know, uh, Kundalini Yoga, which, uh, has a big, uh, guru who says that if you are a bad person, you will turn into a cockroach and, uh, and then get smashed 
And if the cockroach gets squashed by a holy person, it will ascend, right? But you're also seeing these very strange esoteric versions of... And I'm not talking about, like, folk religions. Like, we're not talking about folk Catholicism or anything like that. That's been there forever. We are talking about very hard, like very reactionary forms of Christianity. We are seeing trad, uh, trad Catholicism and like orthobro orthodoxy, which are very much like, well, these established religions are failing us. We need to go back to when, you know, the churches were steady. Oh, so God, we yeah, need these traditions. So and obviously, if we're if we just do the thing that we did a hundred years ago when the churches were fine. Then everything will be all right, and people will come back. Well, they also take the wrong lessons too. It's always the wrong fucking lessons because it's always like some asshole like sitting back and being like, "Yeah, the thing that made Catholicism more viable back in the day was uh was not anything you know smart, intelligent, or like it wasn't even anything comprehensible. It was like I don't know that we just needed to oppress women more. Well, that's I mean, like made, you you that's gotta what made like Catholicism good. Well, no, 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 but you're also you gotta just look at the language that these people are using, uh, in these like as more esoteric forms of Christianity because it is very cultish in what they're doing. They're saying mm-hmm. like things like, oh, well, our churches are packed. Our churches are packed. We we we're, we feel so f- fulfilled. We feel the spirit going through us, and bl- and we feel so complete. And uh, you know, we're right and you're wrong, which is which is uh, step by step. And again, I will go more into this next week. It is step by step cult thinking. It is um, a sense of fulfillment and a sense of community, and that being twisted and crushed into this sort of us versus them narrative. We are successful, mm-hmm. you are not. There go, ergo, we are correct. We are in the right. Which is so far from reality. Fr- because set of contests, at most, and I've looked this up, are probably at most 200,000 people in the world. Next yeah, that's to crazy. 1 billion Catholics. They are a small minority. But they want people to believe that they are gr- they're, they're growing. They're in the millions. They're in the billions. That is and, so And, and that's crazy, how they recruit. Man. It's very, very predatory how they work. See, and that's, like, kind of the whole, like, trad behavior, really, at, the, at its core. Because it's, like, it's, it's like for example, like, people who believe in traditional Latin mass, like, that kind of, like, you know, that sort of gripe. Do People who do that shit, really what they're trying to make you think is that all Catholics care about is traditional Latin mass, traditional Latin mass. We need to bring back traditional well, what Latin they're tr- mass. Well, I think what they're trying to make you think is that, like, the traditional form of Catholicism is what is bringing people in. And yes, there are people, I mean, people are very enchanted by Catholic aesthetics, but at the end of the day, you do see people, and you can see this on Tumblr, with people who are very contemptuous of the Catholic Church, but are still like, oh, but I like the churches, I like seeing the art, I like walking around and, like, looking at it. That doesn't, that, like, an appreciation for aesthetic does not translate to belief. Oh, yeah, totally. But it is a core core principle of fascism, to romanticize aesthetic and the past. You know what I'm saying, right, Phil? Oh, exactly, because it's it's this fascination with aesthetics that get us, like, this absolutely kind of, like, toothless but overarching, like, fascist Christianity, where it has, like, no continuity with Christian beliefs, but is also, like, hyper-traditionalist and very committed to the aesthetics of old Christianity, quote-unquote old Christianity. Right. I don't know if most of these, like, trads or ascetic contests really are there because they believe in God or because they believe in the theater of Catholicism. And I feel like that's the same thing with orthodoxy. Uh, you know, th- there's a very masculinist fantasy in orthodoxy. I well, I feel like it's it's like Mussolini's pandering during World War II, you know what I mean? Because, like, he was not Catholic, he was not religious, but he appealed to a Catholic audience, so he used talking points that were similar to that in Italy. Right. Oh, absolutely. And like, that's the, but that's the thing, right? Is that Mussolini was playing all angles with, and like, yes, the, absolutely the Catholic aesthetic. He also was very much playing with this, these love and aesthetic, uh, this love of yesteryear and these aesthetics of yesteryears. There are statues in Rome of like Roman emperors that were put up by Mussolini. They were never taken down because they look too good. And, that's and that the was problem, part of the appeal of Mussolini. Yeah, it's all aesthetics. Right. Because it's all, you know, you know, it's all, I mean, a lot of people, 
one thing was always like that running joke where it's like, at least under Mussolini, the trains ran on time. But like, no, obviously, like if you look into that, he was li- like, like most fascists, he was like incompetent at like organization. But that doesn't matter because pe- that's not what people remember from fascists. It's, it's, you know, fascists are good at quote unquote, ma- like the, the ideology of the great project. You know what I mean? Right. He's like, amazing immaculate projects that like never really reach fruition or like you know ever really come to fruition but it's the idea that the great projects were like attempted anyway yeah and that and they fascist- still survive right the the great pro- quote unquote and they they're able to back that up by aesthetics i mean look at nazi germany like italy's ally you know when you you, you picture nazi germany you see triumph of the will you see that giant eagle you see these very you know beautifully aesthetic suits right and that's all that is all tailored to draw you in and to romanticize it oh yeah right it's it's it, kind it of is, like the great is man another theory. predatory tactic of the far right and it, it was all about like you know making sure that somebody would feel okay at the end of the day taking someone else's life for the cause and giving their own life for the cause right but but you, you get what i'm saying right is that no i completely get what you're yeah. saying because, you know, the Nazis, the Italians, I, I think, yeah, even, you know, the Japanese with, like, you know, the, you know, idea of the, or, or the uh, older version of Shintoism they were following at that time, uh, you know, the emperor being sort of the emissary to God and sort of that sort of reactionary ideology in Japan. But that, that this is all aesthetics, right? Oh, yeah. Is I that, mean, they that's brought... what draws you in. You are, you are, you feel like you are a part of something appealing that is romanticizing the past, that is romanticizing what is good, true, and beautiful. Well, the Japanese wanted to, like, they basically, they did like a neo-shogunate, basically, with Hideki Cho, like, Tojo being their shogun, in a way. Right. Well, I mean, there were certainly, like, there were 100%, um, aesthetics being used in Imperial Japan. Like, you had high-ranking officers using katanas. Or, like, having yeah. katanas on their person. You had them on horseback. You had the, this this really iconic rising sun flag. Like, that's all aesthetics to draw you in. To, like, show, like those are displays of might and beauty. Mm-hmm. That are appealing to the general populace. You get what I'm saying, right, Phil? Yeah, it's like advertising. It's almost yeah. like, I don't know, like... It's like, I don't... It's that, like, detail where it's like, you know, the Nazis wore Hugo Boss uniforms... You know, it's that idea that it's like at the end of the day, they're that really the Nazis, what they excel at is advertising. They're just advertising things to you. And what they're advertising you to you is they're the aesthetics that draw you into the ideology. And that's the same tactic that contemporary fascists in like weird trad denominations use. And yeah, not even that, denominations, but like ideologies. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that this is very much this very much hinges on the fetishization of his aesthetics and the fetishization of tradition. And exactly. that is what draws people to that. No, I 100% agree with you. I think yeah. that's a, it's a good take. And it, yeah. it's sad, too, because it's like, you can see how, like, different denominations relate to tradition, too. You know, as an Episcopalian, one of my, like, big grievances is, is when the church kind of, like, bucks tradition in a way that is actually bad for it. In right. a way that would it would be great to take tradition back. Well, give me give say, me an example like, of that. Well, I don't like for example. I feel like I feel like a more compassionate, more affirming Christianity comes out of like acknowledging orthodoxy and treating it like the base position and trying to affirm people within that. I think that's important. I think that leads to a stronger Christian faith. Right now, the Anglican Communion is in trouble because, like, you know, the Church of England, it's like the state religion. They just keep it around just because. And, like, a lot of English people don't really care about the Church of England. And, like, it's very much reflected in Anglican clergy because they just, they can't decide whether they want to affirm queer relationships. But they also don't want to affirm orthodoxy at the same time. They're willing to be more liberal while also just, like, being weirdly conservative about queer relationships for some reason in the political sense, it's all very Mm -hmm. stupid. Right. Like, you would expect them, if they reaffirm orthodoxy, and then were like, actually, we don't affirm queer people at all, then at least you could give them credit for being just, like, weird traditionalists that were like, now we have an excuse to hate the gays. But no, they're not even doing that. They're just like... 
man, you know, we can't really make up our minds about the whole Jesus thing. Also, um, we don't know where we stand with gay people either, so we're just indecisive all around. Right. We're just normal men. Sedevacantism, Latin, sedevacantismus, is a doctrinal position within traditionalist Catholicism, which holds that the present occupier of the Holy See is not a valid pope due to his espousal of one or more heresies and that, for lack of a valid pope, the See of Rome is vacant. The term sedevacantism is derived from the Latin phrase seed vacanti, which means, with the chair, i.e., of the Bishop of Rome, being vacant. The phrase is commonly used to refer specifically to a vacancy of the Holy See from the Pope's death or resignation to the election of his successor. Alright, let, let's get back to it. You were talking about inclusive orthodoxy, right? Yeah, I just, I don't know. Rehash like your the... point to me really quick, because I, I am literally too drunk to remember. The problem is that I, I would like Anglicanism to, like, take a fucking direction already. Like, right. in the Episcopal Church, you know, my my... I mean, my parish is basically inclusive orthodoxy because my priests are like two older gay men from the South who became Episcopalian and very, very much believe in orthodoxy, but are like openly gay men. That seems like a like a path that like ex Southern Southern Baptists go. Through. They were raised like no, I don't think either of them were raised Episcopalian. So it, no, it, no, no, like. Because I, I, I know a pastor from the South who was Southern Baptist. He became universal, uni, uh, universalist, I think. No, United Church of Christ. Sorry, sorry. United Church of Christ. Okay. I feel like that would be enough. Like a, for, like, really committed pre like preachers in the South, you can become an Episcopal priest. I feel like that's not... It, it might be a very big change from low church to high church, but it's not impossible. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie... And I say, Phil, I say this with all the love in my heart, but there are times that, like, the the Episcopal and the Anglican communion's stances on things, like, very much confuse me. Because me I thought the whole thing, that the like, the whole thing with the Episcopalian church is that you guys separated from the king, and then I'm just seeing, like, a bunch of, like, Episcopalian pundits, like, I celebrating the it. king's coronation. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it so much. I am not a monarchist. What's funny is that, like, uh, so our, our deacon Rocco was getting ordained and it was so funny because the, the, somebody else, I think the, the, one of the bishops in the area was also like receiving ordination to their like bishop position. If, if, if you call me a papist, I'm going to just start calling you a royalist. I hope you know that. No, I would never call you a papist. I would never, derisively anyway, I would call you a papist in a nice way. Yeah. Okay. No popery, no royalist antics. That's what I, I said. I hate royalist antics. You have no idea. Because, like, like I said, so it was either like, well, so those were both going to be in, like, two different places. I think it was, like, Trenton and somewhere else. And they were like, well, you know, if you're... What's funny is that Rocco was being ordained at one time, and then the the other person was being ordained, and they were being ordained, like, at the same time the king was being coronated, and, like, it converged in a weird way. So my priest was like, if, you, if you're a monarchist, go here. If you're not, go to Rocco's. And literally everybody was, like, chatting amongst themselves in, like, the, like, the fucking parish hall, and everyone was like, yeah, we're not... We're not going to the other one. We're going to Rocco's. And it was, like, so funny because they everyone was basically like, yeah, fuck the king. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I don't know how anyone could be, like, pro-fucking-English monarchy at this point. I'm sorry. I, I have just... some I have some Anglican friends who still like the pageantry of it all. I don't get it. I think it's dumb. It's, just, it's literally just, like, Look, everybody's... I special fucking rich boy that we parade every time like one of them but that's dies like, but i don't get that man like this is the thing i don't get i'm sorry like i get the anglican listeners are gonna be mad at me but i don't if you guys you guys are like oh we don't want a pope we don't want this one strong guy ruling the the, uh, the church or whatever and then you like you you kicked out the pope and then you just replaced him with like the king yeah i know it's stupid i hate the king i hate the king so much Anglicanism should just be non-monarchist and just ignore anything the king does. It but would but, be, isn't, that, be but isn't that the point? Is that the king is the head, though? I don't know. I mean, in Episcopalianism, it's more complicated because they just got like... They were just like, well, we don't have a very Episcopal responses. I don't know. I don't know if the king is the head. 
Well, it's funny because, like, Episcopalians were like, well, I mean, we got rid of the whole allegiance to the king shit, so now what do we do? And they're just like, I don't know. I mean, we're still part of the Anglican communion. We're still all Anglicans, right? And we're, everyone was like, yeah. It's like, how do you feel about the king? And everyone was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, what are we supposed to do now? And then everyone was like, I don't know. I guess we just ignore him, huh? And then everyone everyone in the States was like, yeah, we just ignore him. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! It sucks. You guys so are hard. A, you guys are a funny bunch. I will. We say are that. funny. We're a funny little indecisive bunch. Uh, God, are we stupid sometimes? I really love being an Anglican. Uh, Leviticus, shout out to Leviticus, who has proclaimed that I am like the only good Anglican in the world. Um, on on Twitter.com. So, <laughs> well, that's good. So I'm the only good Anglican, which means my opinions are the most valid, so everyone has to listen to me. You might as well just make me the Archbishop of Canterbury, or the king, so I can abolish the monarchy from the inside. And my comments are all in jest, by the way, Josiah. These are all in No, I'm completely serious. Make me the king so I can set all this shit straight before, like, Oh yeah, well, like, no, I think you'd, you'd be a good king, Phil. I, well, as a communist, I could never be king. It just it wouldn't. But work. I mean, let, let's let's like let's do a hypothetical scenario. Hypothetical, hypothetically, King Phil the first, King Philip the first. You know act? what? There, I, to be honest, there's got to be another King Philip with my spelling. Okay, fine. King Philip the second. King Philip two of Spain. Fuck. Um. No, that's Spain though. All right, fine, fine. You're, you're King anyway. Philip the, and we put a little infinity symbol next to you because we have no idea. If there was a king before or after you. Well, it doesn't matter because um, I'm going to be the last king, baby. Right. So what is your first... So you're, you're, you're the king of England now. What is your first action? Abolish England. Oh. <laughs> England's not a country anymore. And that's, that's all of its, your, you're not... All, you're of not... Its, all, of its, all of its fucking, like, colonies that were former colonies. Even If we have allegiances, you all have to report back to England within 30 days. And then we're dismantling the country. That's it. Everybody can take their shit and leave. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Damn, that's, that's a take bold your, stance for Take King your Phillip. bullshit elsewhere. And then we're just gonna, like... Then we'll just, like, figure out what to do from there. That once, once England is depopulated, we'll figure it out. We will I, fucking is- figure out what to do with it. You just like abolish England and you like establish Philandia, the and socialist then, you know republic. What? No, 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 no. You know what? If I'm the fucking king of England, you know that the first thing I'm doing, I'm giving it to the Irish. I'm just giving it to the Irish. The Irish can have it all. They deserve it. You know what? That's I'm fair. Giving, I'm giving it all to the Irish. I'm just going to be like, I'm just like, call up the prime minister of Ireland. And I'm like, you can have it. You can fucking have it. And he's just like, what? It's like, you, it, England, all of it, the entire island, it's yours. <laughs> Very nice. You know what? I, I support this. And I, then, I and then it's just reign. one, it's one united Ireland. And it's, it's, you know, then finally we get taken over by, there's one, there's like the Church of England in Ireland that is like, they're great, apparently. They follow me on Twitter. Shout out to you guys. But like they're like an they're like an interesting like Anglican denomination that's like unique to Ireland. So like just have them take over the Church of England. They're doing a better job anyway. I just don't know. You know what this is making me. This is reminding me of. There's like a film called The Last Emperor. That's about like oh, the last yeah. emperor of China. Yeah, have you heard about this? Yeah, I've heard about that movie. Yeah, it's like the last emperor of China, and then like he gets deposed by the Maoists. That's the whole thing. Or, like, he steps down and he becomes, like, a good Maoist. And, like, nobody realizes he's the... I feel like that's gonna be you. (laughs) He just becomes a Maoist. Oh my god, this is so stupid. So the other day, um, I was, like, in the bathroom of Target or something. Or I was going to the bathroom. I don't know, I was somewhere with my wife. And I, like, I started doing a bit. And it was, of course it was, like, like, it was Mao... No, 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 I was at work. And I was cleaning the bathrooms. And all of a sudden, a cursed thought, like, worked its way into my brain. And I was, like, I was, like, doing the Maoist Carl Weezer voice to myself. And then I started doing the, like, then I started doing, like, Bulby Stroganowski. You know who Bolt, like, from Jimmy Neutron? Oh, my God. And I was, like, oh, God, what if he was a Stalinist? Like, 
Maoist Carl Weezer, Stalinist Bulby Stroganowski. He's just like, he's just like, slap, 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 clip, clip, clip. Uh, and everybody, uh, no, no private property. Yeah. And then like, oh, uh, this, just like, this, this is terrible. <laughs> it was so stupid. It was so stupid. Oh my God. I used to do a good Bulby when I was younger and my voice was higher. I, I, I don't know how I can still do a good Carl. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't um, get how I can still do a really good Carl Weezer, but like Bulby Stroganowski is harder for me. I, maybe it's the Eastern European thing. Probably. I don't know. I'm and also with that, shall we uh, wrap up since our neurons are certainly overfiring? Oh my god, it was so, this was so stupid, but like in a good way. You're right. drunk. I have a headache that was induced by starving myself and then eating like 1500 calories of McDonald's to meet my basic nutritional requirements. You know, right. just just <laughs> just great things. Uh the headache it's still kind of there. I don't know what's going on. Okay, like, Philip. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this uh shoot the shit episode of Mammonberg. We hope you enjoyed this slop. Of course you do. You tune in every week. We have been your hosts. <laughs> I am Finch. You can follow me at Finchuar on Twitter.com. And I am joined by my lovely co-host, Philip. Oh, yeah. You can kiss my ass on Twitter.com. And to be honest, Twitter's so bad right now, I'm not even going to tell you my handle if you're not, if you don't, if you don't see me already. This, this, this is radical revolutionary action right here. I'm not even going to say what my ad is. Just fuck yourself. I don't care. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in and listening, everybody. Have a great night. What, people calling me gay because I've never had a girlfriend? I think if anything, if anything, it makes me less gay. Phil's Twitter handle is at Cryptid Director. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-D-I-R-E-C-T-O-R on Twitter.com. Normal men. What do you mean, normal men? We're just innocent men. <laughs> Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. What? You guys smell that? Exactly. That's fascist. I love misogyny. It's my favorite. Steak and hey, pizza, where they were uh, like, they were like, Chicago listen. is the pizza capital. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You you shut up. That is. Attention, all Memmenberg listeners. Phil needs your help. Bumming crack off of J.K. Chesterton. Look, dude, you can help him get a fix by slipping a 500 unmarked bills under every New Jersey turnpike overpass near his house. May God bless the cheap paper bag that you put it in.